0: all right gentlemen this is it our uh our final podcast of the season got some uh got some guests with us tonight and then we have the usuals we got swanny we got sam c what's up guys Here hello we go. we've got the uh the two time D bag champion, Mr. Pat Renner, also known as the Comish. Second second, and also your second uh second appearance here on the podcast. The big day for me. What's more what's more important on your trophy or your mantle is the is the two D bags or the two podcast appearances? <laughs>
1: Whew. you know, I think the uh, podcast—the ask to be on the podcast—is a lot like when you win the Super Bowl and they ask, "What are you going to do next?" and they go to <laughs> Disney World. That's kind of how it felt last night when you asked, "Hey, would you mind calling into the D Bag Podcast, the the Bag Podcast?" Yeah. And
2: then, and then it was kind of awkward because you like basically were uninvited earlier today, and you kind of had to. <laughs> <laughs> Get you way back in. I had to kind of invite
1: myself.
0: Yeah. Hey, you you guys want to talk to me, didn't you? You guys were going to do that thing tonight, weren't you? Nope. Tuesdays have turned into a... What time is going to happen? It usually never happens at that time. It happens way later. Um, so it might not be the morning after podcast. It's like the day or two after the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should change your name. All
1: right. I kind of like it better uh, when, it's the, when it's the podcast after hours. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but there's a little gin and tonic rattling around mm. next to the microphone.
0: I uh, <laughs> got some Blue Rockies a Coors Latte here. Uh. My
2: new drink, I was experimenting this weekend. My new drink is gin and sodas with a lime.
0: Gin and soda?
2: Yeah. I hate tonic, and I think it's ruined gin and tonics for me for how many years? And I decided to switch it up and try soda,
0: and it was very refreshing. Sam, you're a very analytical person. Were you like honestly like out there on your kitchen table like with all these different mixtures? No. Were you like seen and kicking yes, and I, I, stuff? I smashing think, leaves. Yeah. I was trying <laughs> muddling things. Drinks of,
2: of vodka tonics, vodka sodas, gin and tonics, gin and sodas, <laughs> trying it with a lime, trying it with mint. How drunk um, were you? Outside? You know what you might
1: like? You know you might like, Sam, is uh, an old school drink, the gimlet.
2: Yes, actually we did have a gimlet as well. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we were experimenting this weekend on drinks and uh I, I don't I never had a good just simple uh drink to order to kinda like a no frills, you know, going to a bar where maybe they don't have all the ingredients
0: or it's like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how to make that. Just like a two
2: ingredient type drink I'm looking
0: for. Is that your is that your so yours is what gin and
2: soda with lime. I think gin and soda with a lime in the summer is a really good
0: drink. And Pat, you've got gin and tonic. Is that your go-to?
1: The go-to right now? Um, at the Gimlet. This was going to be the summer of the Gimlet for me, and then I ran out of lime juice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Haven't been to the grocery
2: store As since. Say,
1: it's possible to get lime juice
0: now, so <laughs>
1: you're screwed.
0: Satin toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the covid um so what's your drink of choice your mixed drink of choice
3: Mixed drink of choice um john daly
0: Uh, yeah not everyone's got jeremiah weed though let's go keep it simple like rail vodka lemonade vodka lemonade oh that's nice we used to do vodka vodka um vodka tonics at the library in dicky town for a dollar with a lime that was my little
3: well tito's and lemonade for me (sighs)
2: That you, might have to be next weekend's experiment.
0: There you go. If I'm at a nice restaurant, though, like an old-fashioned is my go-to. For
3: yeah. Sure. Restaurant-wise, it's a Moscow Mule.
0: Yeah. Anyways, we digress. Let's go yeah. back to the D-Bag. So, oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> it was a fun evening. We got the Calcutta going. There was $430 in the pot, something I, like that. I was going
3: to say, a very successful, in my opinion, for the yeah. first year.
0: Yeah. I was very I happy was, with people betting. Yeah. I thought it was going to be kind of awkward up there where sure. I was going to own about 10 people.
3: Well, I thought, I thought a max bet was gonna be like 20 bucks, but no. Yeah. Uh, so people that are listening that didn't come more reason to come next year because it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and it'd be even more fun to have a lot more people that aren't actually playing betting. Yep. So agreed. Mr. Commissioner, what do you think about the Calcutta in the first year?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I, uh, I think I'd have been very nervous, like owning a Luke Carlson for $50. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing against Luke, but like anybody for $50, like you surviving the first hole is a total crapshoot mm-hmm. in my book. So it's like, I don't know. I wasn't comfortable throwing out that much money. I, I told Andy this idea and it's it, purely because I like complexity, but I think it'd be fun to have a payout per hole advance. So if you, everybody that makes it to the next hole If you own them let's just say you get two percent of the pot uh and then if your guy goes to the second hole you might you might pay out five percent of the pot for that and so like there'd be a spreadsheet that you have to have with payouts but it'd be kind of fun because then you'd be like oh shoot i bought dave randall for 15 bucks all he has to do is advance two holes and that bet pays yeah
3: i think that works if works if we have more people there betting with like a 3 hundred dollar pot you know like oh my god i won ten dollars yeah, I know. You know what I mean? But that's that's a sweet idea. But overall, I think it was awesome. Dude. 400 bucks. Yeah, I thought
1: so. Too. We had a lot of late arrivals. I think that's what probably brought it down. So I think if we would have had those six yeah, or seven guys that sure. showed up kind of right at the end. they You know, if they put five, 10, 15 bucks on one or two guys, it might inflate a couple other bets. And I think we probably would have had a bigger pot as that too. So I think it was, yeah, our, was, kind of it was our
3: most um, attended though, D-bag, I think.
0: Yep.
1: Biggest yeah. bar bill on the Bev <laughs> today.
0: What was the bar bill? I would like to hear that.
1: You know, it's always surprisingly less than I thought it would be. You know, I would my first year I opened it personally? up, I thought it was going to be. Re- What's that? Probably
3: three drinks a per two, three drinks per person, maybe.
2: No, there's a,
1: you know there's a lot of non drinkers that might have a Gatorade too, and uh, I think it was the bill was like two hundred and five. Oh, that's not so. that bad, in my opinion. No.
3: For one uh, night of basically five bucks open bar, drink. basically. Right. It's a cool yeah. perk, I think.
0: Yep. Thank you, KJ, out.
3: by the way, for funding that.
1: Yeah, KJ, KJ didn't even show up and drink on his own tab.
0: <laughs> Appreciate KJ all that he does. Well,
3: let's what to the well, D let's,
0: let's quickly let's quickly mention. So, largest uh, horse or or Calcutta uh, person was Luke and Jordy. Both went for fifty bucks. Your value both bets out on the first hole. Your value bets were Pat Runner. We'll get to that later. Um, Dan Bonney bought himself for fifteen bucks, maybe ten bucks.
2: Yeah, I think second? fifteen. He
0: bought himself. Yeah, and I think Joe. I think Jason bought Pat for 15, I thought. fifteen or twenty, something like that. But yeah, no, so that was the value value bets of the the, uh, the three the
3: highest, game. the three most expensive people were all in the first hole. Yep, and I own two of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, did, so did I. Partially. Yeah, a third of them. So that was uh, that was fun. All right. Anyways, let's go on. Yeah, thanks for on. organizing that.
3: So, well, so, you didn't even, you didn't even, yeah, you didn't get into actually the result of it.
0: Oh, well, I think was. We'll I mean, we got nothing else in the podcast here, so we'll just go. So the first hole. I mean, first hole is sixteen guys, seventeen guys technically teed off, and there was um some good golf actually. So uh seven guys. Did a three for three for two or or net twos, I should say. Which is um, incredible. So there was four four guys for one spot um, on a chip off, and Dan Bonny, uh what basically lipped it out and but hit he, yeah. I don't inches. know how it go yeah.
3: in. That's so the fewest amount of spots on a chip off in the first hole. That was yeah, pretty remarkable.
0: That was pretty crazy. Lots of three for twos, or. Yeah, three for two. There's no. I don't think there's any natural. Yeah, did
1: anybody really scramble and make up? Like, did anybody advance after just a terrible tee shot? Like, did anybody scramble and get? It's hard. To, it's hard to
0: keep track. For, I think all the three for two. Three for
1: two is a tough one to tough to get. Just, yeah, I think Bean was, Bean three Bean was Really, was, really yeah. close. Yeah. being when if he wouldn't have had to drop. He would have right. But he, I mean, have he, been he been went shame.
3: OB. Well, not OB. Lost ball and lipped out as four for three. Yeah, which would have been pretty. Mm-hmm. But other than that, everything, everyone, i mean, there was a lot of good golf shots. No one really had to scramble.
0: Yeah. It wasn't yeah, a, little, a lot of—it uh, wasn't a lot of shots on the green, but they were like around the green, so people were just hitting up there to the four feet like or Jim three Lake. feet and making it. Yeah, I—I
2: I think I just—we've—we've we've done this enough times now, and there's probably a reason why these were the top half players uh, in the league. Nobody went right, well, except Andrew Carlson kind of just hit the tree right. But normally, that's dead. You're, you're in jail if you miss five yards to the right of the green. And nobody, nobody was missing right. I think everyone's played this hole enough and knows the situation. Everyone was playing it safe, kind of hitting it to the left side of the green.
0: Yep.
3: I told Jeff, it was, it was I, his first time there. Like, my strategy in that first hole, just shorten and play and then you can hopefully make par and obviously
1: so how did he translate that into uh, short and the way that pull long <laughs> what uh so do you guys feel the do you guys feel the pressure of the d-bag as much that after the, being the fifth or sixth year now because mm-hmm. i feel just as much pressure yeah. on the first t-box as yeah. i've ever felt and what i can't get over is that the first couple of years it was like a shotgun went off oh. and there was balls left right long <laughs> short we had probably you know nobody on last year we had like 14 out of 16 balls on the green this mean. year we had six and a bunch of safe shots really only a couple of really troublesome spots the guys really got it kind of figured out how to i well it down. i can
2: only speak for myself i remember being so nervous at some of the other ones that i've participated in and i got to the course a little bit early for the Calcutta and got myself a gin and soda with a lime and I think that (laughs) calmed my nerves down compared to some other years where I was overthinking that first tee shot.
3: But you gotta remember like I I guess Pat, you didn't play high school golf, did you? No. But like, So Andy and Sam, you guys have played in like pressure situations. Most of these guys this is as much pressure as they've ever had in their life. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And,
1: <laughs> oh I'm a I'm a testament to that yeah. I it's like Same. I feel like it's taken me five years to figure out how to kind of bear down to play like to play more competitive golf mm-hmm. and even then I'm a mental midget
3: well yeah one fault you know if you're off a centimeter it's shank right
0: right I think for myself it's not so much pressure to like because it's the it's the d-bag championship it's mm-hmm. like I gotta step up there and like make a birdie almost every hole it's like the pressure for myself trying to yeah this
1: is this is this is a tough one for you that's why i didn't put any money on you i was like god you get the whole if you advance the whole three and you have to make two to hopefully advance
0: yeah the best i did is i i lost in a chip off on number four one year and i thought that was pretty good got all the way to four with no shots
1: if you get to four you feel good about yourself sam you felt i feel like you uh you had a good good run this year sam carlson
2: yeah, I I was happy with how I played. I think if you want to go far in this, you know, match, you you gotta kind of play perfect, or you gotta be really good in the chip off, which Dan Bonnie was. So for me mm-hmm. to to get up to hole four, and you and Tommy both had bumps, I'm like, I, if I miss the green a little bit and I can't get up and down, like I'm I'm done, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I, I was happy with how I played, but you know. You can't make a you can't have a miss hit in there. Before we get too far down the rabbit hole of uh, I don't know
1: how where you want to take this, but I feel like we need to give a prop give props to to Holy Smokes and their you know main alternate Jeremy Brandt. He did an excellent job Agreed. as the MC. Yeah, brought a brought a strong vibe to the start. Put a lot of thought to some nicknames. Yep, that were that were. I feel like they took nice little digs, but not too deep. I no, guess. I thought uh always and then Jeremy and Chad just administered this thing flawlessly. I mean it was like heaven.
2: I don't know. Yeah, it how was how very, very smooth, and I yeah, I thought Jeremy did a great job as the MC. Maybe maybe the best. I know we've had a couple of different MCs over the years, but <laughs> he might have been the best so far.
3: Yeah, for whatever reason, I always seem like you can always it's hard remember. to
2: match Tyson Björkland's uh
0: Harold. <laughs> Coach Coach
3: Tyson. It's weird that you can always kinda of rely though, Pat. It's a nice safety blanket for you that you can always kinda of rely on the holy smokes guys to be the MCs and kind of the organizers of the event <laughs> to yeah. not
1: qualify. But so they've got some experience. <laughs> we have to
3: take we have to take <laughs> our shots because Adam, while they're down. So yeah,
0: right. Well they're not We're down, our, but the league champions. We can yeah. we can shoot at them now. Um, I think it's
1: a classic example of just the risk of and not, nobody's saying it out loud, but the risk of sandbagging through the season is that you don't make the, you don't make the d I've always said that
3: I Well, obviously you want to win, but like I have just as much fun playing the D-bag as I would in the championship.
0: I have, I have as much fun watching the D-bag.
3: Right. I, yeah. This like, is like one of my first years watching it watch. was take it all in. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: So but this year we had enough guys that it actually felt like you had a little bit uh, of a crowd, you know, you had, a crowd on the backside. I remember when we got to three and there was like eight guys on the backside. Mm-hmm. There was enough guys up at the tee box that it still felt pressure. It was kind of fun.
0: Yeah. So the second hole, the second hole issue out, nothing major happened, I guess. I think Steve Nasik missed a shortish shortish putt to maybe to a chip off, but yeah. Well, our um, guy,
3: Andy, that we had money on, Dave Randall, almost hold out from about 120 <laughs>
2: yeah, yards. Yeah,
0: for a That's three or a... four maybe even. Yeah. Nothing too major on the second hole. Third hole, um no one hit the green out of six was it six piece four five people remaining. yeah we were we were uh six at three pat
3: made three from the fescue
0: yeah from the fescue oh, that kept that, that kept shot, your momentum that going. shot
1: i think it did kind of kick me in the butt but that shot was um so the, the ball was sitting up and the first two practice swings the club just grabbed And, you know, so then I'm like, I don't know how to hit this. Do I just kind of hope and punch and maybe get a a good break? And then I put my club over the ball and it kind of like, wherever the ball was, wasn't the same lie as I've been kind of practicing my chip shot. And I just stood over and just like, well, do something athletic. (laughs) Just like, by the luck of God, uh, actually, uh, performed for, it. and
3: I went and looked for it. It was buried. A, Andrew
1: Carlson must have fluffed it for me.
0: I think, I think Jason might think, have done that. I think that. Trent
3: Ryder He's, found that one for you.
0: Jason's over there <laughs> fluffing it for you.
3: <laughs> no kidding. As
0: the owner, You did woods.
3: come out of the woods a whole later from <laughs> out of nowhere.
0: Someone's comment was, how long you been in there? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, hey, there is there's only two there's only two threes in that hole, and the rest were four. Well, three net two or no natural threes, and the rest were fours that went into a chip off.
2: Yeah, Pat Pat got up and down for par, and Tommy made
3: pretty good par as well.
2: Footer, like a four four inch break to the left on hole three, which is a tough tough putt to hit because three is very very flat. I watched that putt the entire time, and I'm like, for him to make that read to play it that far outside the hole on a, such a flat green it was flawless but i pat i think it was last year you made like a par putt from the fringe on hole three to advance as well
1: yeah i think you're right because i remember then i I subsequently got knocked
2: out like (laughs) i think that like rattled
1: me i was so excited
2: about that i i remember because i i think i got knocked out last year on hole three and i naively counted you out because i'm like oh well Pat's you know Pat's done he's making bogey right there he's on the fringe putting for par and then you made it and I ended up getting knocked out and I did the same thing last night after your tee shot I'm like Pat's in the thick stuff like he's not no way he's getting up and down for par here so I lesson to myself is I gotta stop right it now. Out.
3: you got you trying to I tell think, the end
1: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna credit the sun in your eyes on hole three for not for not taking like a mental step backwards because I didn't see the tee shot. <laughs> I just know on hole three at, you know, whatever it is, 7 PM, you just have to keep your head down and hope somebody sees your ball. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know how bad it was left until I got up and saw Andrew standing in the thick stuff. The benefit of having a lot
3: of fans straight. watching, is like the PGA tour. You're always going to find your ball.
0: There's, I was just thinking, how could we change that? How could we get, Get holes not into the sun for the D bag shootout, but I think that's just part of the fun. It's just like, oh, got it into the sun. And maybe first we should three out of the I, first four holes.
3: Maybe we should not allow um, fans or spectators to find balls, make the player find their own <laughs> shot.
1: <laughs> Sam, do you think? Uh, I would, you know, like you're talking about hole three being flat, but like there's some, there's some tricky contours to some of those flat greens. I think well, six three and two are all, are all greens that kind of like every hole, every putt looks flat, but it can move, you know. Yeah, three that, four that's, inches. Why,
2: that's why I was so impressed with Tommy's putt because I've played Jem like hundreds of times. I know that there's some subtle breaks on hole three and hole six and hole seven. And I was watching him thinking he's going to aim right at the cup and he's going to miss a couple inches left. And he played it about three inches to the right. Sure enough, curls in there just gently, and he drains a thing. I'm like, if you need to read that very well, or you just need to know those greens to pull a putt off like that. Because it's so tempting to just aim right at it because it's so subtle.
1: There's a good chance of Tommy, he was aiming dead to the hole and just pulled it <laughs> a little bit.
2: <laughs>
1: do you think, I, I think, I mean, if you get a couple of uh, gin and sodas in you this winter, do you think you could do some some green contour maps Ooh. trying to like oh. visualize just the subtle contours of whole, I mean, what would, to what, uh, what would your legend have to be or your scale have to be to that map to be able to map out those
3: great, very,
2: very small. <laughs> my, <laughs> like one of my, half one, of my half
3: inch. one of my, uh, track when you're talking about this. So the green contour maps have all those little arrows. At one point I was mocking up a Swanee's printed polo. With the print being green contour um, mm-hmm. over the belly area, and calling it the dad bod polo, as if it was sloping away from the belly. <laughs>
0: That's, pretty <good>. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good.
1: That thing would sell so well on Father's Day. I, I just Day. gotta get yeah. someone
3: to make it, or that'd be a hard file to create. Yeah. It's
0: a niche, Pat, a niche talking about too.
3: talking about golf course or course design or contour, have we? How close or what do we need to do to pull the trigger on having the, you know, like at least the first four holes all cut the same length for uh, grass height next year? I guess
1: we got that first. First, we need to probably forward the the whole series of podcasts over to Tim (laughs) Jansman.
2: He's already,
0: he's Uh, definitely listening. He's a (laughs) subscriber.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, management is not my strength, managing (laughs) employees and trying to get them to do things I want. Not uh, a strength
3: of mine. <laughs> but you probably should you have mission. put that. They probably should have told them people that hired you that prior to uh,
0: <laughs> commissioning so, the league. I agree. I think that'd be that'd be a fun challenge for Jim Lake next year. But I understand the benefits and the, the drawbacks of both.
1: I even just think like two, three four, yeah. 17. Just those four kind of combined visually would look really... Actually, two, three, eight,
3: nine. eight. Nine, probably, then. you combine it. And f- yeah.
1: Nine and ten?
3: Yeah.
0: I think... I think yeah. Or to hold
3: the whole front side of the road, or the side of the road. I don't know. That's yeah, a lot I of think, grass to cut, though.
0: I think ten, eleven, eight, and nine would be good. And eleven and yeah, actually a, speed um, up play a little bit.
1: The piece about that is actually, aside from having to spray fungicides... I like to prevent from like disease outbreak yeah. on fairways uh it actually is faster to mow fairway than it is to rock mow route.
3: no you know um
1: so yeah tacoma country club in washington has has that kind of that look and so if you ever like, go to google maps and do a an overview mm-hmm. it looks really cool
0: i think it's kind of a cool uh, a niche thing that the par 3 at Lake could say they do not a I think either. Cedar
1: Cedarholm does that, but it's not an intentionally cool thing. It's just right. they mow it all roughly.
3: Yeah. We especially need to do it for uh, the part Joan Lake Hills Par Three Championship, uh, Minnesota Championship. Ooh. That's all
0: right. right. Yeah. What month is that going to be next year? Is June is that a June thing?
3: Mm, we got. It's got to be. When, it's got to be when five is rolling at like fifteen on the stint meter.
0: Yeah, I think June would be good. We could do it around
1: the solstice, maybe. I think that the easiest time to schedule things that generally Kills are May or September <laughs> because once the leagues get in a motion, it's unstoppable unstoppable yeah. train. You yeah. just cannot you cannot get in the middle of Bdale, Ladies League, <laughs> Gentlemen, Friday camp, couple Ramsey County hackers.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's so let's let's go back to the D Bag Championship. Is <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that where we oh, yeah. tan- oh, yeah. Tangent as they say. So, so who, who whole, advanced
3: on the hole four? It was so, Pat, Sam, Tommy, and Bonnie.
0: Bonnie, Bonnie, yeah. So who dropped on that at
1: that
2: point?
3: Well, Sam. Sam and, got. Go ahead, Sam.
2: Bj and Metzger, I think, got knocked out in the chip off.
3: On yep, three. yep, yep. And then Bonnie and Tommy both absolutely stuffed one on four. Um, both of us stroke too, I believe, right? No,
0: Bonnie didn't stroke. I thought he did. He didn't.
3: Not. Tommy essentially Tommy a stroked
0: on four, and Sam and Dan didn't. Dan makes par. Sam C makes a misses four a, a little sidewinder four. Sam, I felt
1: I felt for you there because you had a longer version of my putt going kind of yeah. whatever towards hole seventeen, and that thing broke hard, and yeah. then it rolled past, and then you had that little tricky whatever that was three or four footer, and I. If you would have made it, we would have got you and I would have gone to a chip off. But I kind of knew we were gonna be move, I was gonna be moving on because that putt is so hard. Yeah. It's a three footer where you have to play a bunch of break, but you can't really put a stroke on it.
0: Yeah. That's a hard yeah. One of the hardest yeah. screens
2: I'm like And so Bonnie and Tommy had already stuffed their tee shots and you had already chipped fairly close. So I, I had kind of the I don't know if it was a disadvantage, but I knew Bonnie's in for three. I know Tommy's in for a three net two. And I sort of learned after hole three, don't count Pat out because he's going <laughs> to take this in for a three net two as well. I'm kind of sitting there on my chip having to be maybe more aggressive than I'd like to, thinking I may need to hold this out for a two net two to guarantee myself to go through. Because if I get up and down for par, I might be in a chip off. And I think I got a little more aggressive with that chip, and then I left myself with, like you said, not a very fun putt. Uh basically to put myself in a chip off, which is no guarantee as well.
1: The only the only upside for for everybody that was spectating was they got to see the classic Sam Carlson putter <laughs> flip. The and, patented <laughs> patented putter
0: flip. And and I caught it too. So yeah. Yeah, oh, first That's, time, good job. Unfortunately, you've got a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of
3: craze in the green.
0: So moving on to the fifth hole, I think Dan Bonney hits first, hits it on the green.
3: No, 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 no. Bonnie almost Don't put it in the, the weeds.
0: Lot. Oh, yeah, long. Yeah, that's right. He was right. like a step into the, the long. Absolute
3: ground, right? worst spot you could be that's still long, playable.
0: Yeah, long, almost in the long, tall corn With The middle pin. Stuff. And Pat, just walk, walk us through your shot on five. It was fun to watch. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah, well, it was playing 176, right? And I uh, I had a six iron. Most people probably play an eight iron, but I like to I like to, I like to choke down. Uh, and my swing was not feeling good yesterday. If you remember, on hole one, I basically topped it. Hole two, I pulled straight, pulled it. Three, I was in the tall stuff. Four, I kind of got the swing going, and five, just kind of smoothed it out, and it was tracking right at the green and the, i felt like the greens were really running out and kind of firm yesterday and mm-hmm. so the ball mark was actually pretty pretty it, far from oh, the green but it we were up on the rolled. green and the best part was that there was that gallery and they were just i mean i think matt greer did a he did a second phil mickelson
0: jump of the day
3: <laughs> um yeah we I were up on the I green stopped, it you know, was so close i mean centimeters
0: like a second bounce Almost, almost went in. And rolled the yeah, what? I feet, was standing. I was standing
2: on the tee box, and I thought I saw. I think it was Jordan. I think Jordan fell over onto the ground
0: <laughs> <laughs> from the shot or from uh, too many cocktails. I can't. I mean, but, could
3: you? Could can you talk about better time to make a hole in one at this point in your career? Oh. I think we, oh,
0: were, we would have just that shut it been down. Been so good. We should, yeah, we I mean, shut it down right there
3: good thing the bet cart was already out there you wouldn't have to pay for beers true
1: yeah true the uh thinking about these rounds or thinking about these shots i mean dan bonnie deserved to win that last night to, for the fact that he advanced after basically having a foot in the tall grass on five advancing through a couple chip offs.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah i mean his, uh, his chip off on five was chips so were so good yeah,
0: that was a good shot and
3: then he and then he Puts it right at it, 20 feet short on six. And I had bet between you and him. I, so Bean, before you guys teed off, said uh, if we wanted to bet, if I wanted to bet with him against I and mean, he was going to take you for 10 bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'll take Bonnie. So I see the tee shots, and I'm like asking Bean for my money. And then you just go ahead and ship it in. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, mean,
3: I w- There was a great chance that Bonnie was going to make that for two.
1: Yeah, and then you just took all the air out of the sail, rattled the cage too hard. Yeah,
0: so the The only
1: the only credit I would take to that chip is the fact that Sam, you and I were on the Sam Carlson, you and I were on the putting green, and I was working that seven iron. You were exclusively because I had not. That's like a go to for me, especially at the front on the front nine at Gem, and I hadn't been working at all this year. I I was. It's usually a, a good way to make three is if you can just kind of roll it up there with a little Texas wedge. And I hadn't hadn't worked all year, and I was kind of pissed about it. So I was working on it before the Calcutta, and then hadn't used it up until we got the whole six. And uh,
3: good time to use it.
0: Yeah, it, it came through. Well, It was one of the most exciting uh, finishes to the, the to the D bags ever. It's, it's got to be the most exciting one. Only, the thing, like, we, only thing we one thing we're disappointed was Kumbaya, we couldn't do the Mumbai. Yeah. <laughs> was it uh Was it the second year?
1: Where Alex Weaver had the first kumbaya, and he missed and, it, and missed it, mm-hmm. right? And so then, the then did we advance the hole? Did we go all the way to hole
3: No, we finished. I was thinking about the day. I'm pretty sure we finished on hole nine.
0: We have finished on nine. Like he missed a short one. Oh, on we eight. wouldn't have
1: had daylight for that this year, but uh, that was kind of exciting. Just because I after after he missed with the kumbaya, I felt bad for him, and I was glad that he brought it back and and uh, so was able to seal the deal the second time.
0: I think, I, I, think huh. I heard someone say it last night. It might have been myself, but I just said uh, we should just do D-Bag. We should just do the shootout every week. Every
3: week, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be, It'd be pretty so fun, cool, actually. It's like a guillotine league on a fantasy football. It's kind of like the same. Just oh, my mix gosh. It up. I don't know
3: worst, if I
2: could make it a whole season.
3: The worst 16 people throughout the year could never come back
2: relegated what
1: about every other every other year every other week so one week we play like matches you know what we should do and the top 16 guys from that week go to play the next week in the
3: one week we should just play night golf be fun night golf. oh god for
0: a playoff playoff week no i think why did we why did we learned a lot i also remember why they did that
1: it's like five years later and I'm still justifying this uh, not, was there a story behind it? I was really I was very pressed to try and get the league in I mean we have 10 weeks of daylight essentially to play the league and uh, there's not a lot of daylight to like extend it if we have more than one or two rain because out,
3: we start so late uh, during the we day start so late. yeah
1: yeah yeah but I just, and so yeah. like even right now it's what 905 in my and I'm looking outside, and it, it's, I don't think you'd be able to see a T ball. No, it's to the green right locked. now. Right. And so we're, you know, we're basically, we have to finish by the first week of August, otherwise it's done. So I think I was feeling pressure because that first year we had quite a few rainouts. The commish was very, was tested on his rain. And balls. what's funny
3: is I don't think we've had a rainout since.
0: <laughs> I know. It's been very good weather, knock on wood. Yeah. it's always the joke years, in uh, it's always a running joke with the wives, I feel like. If it's raining on Monday, they they kind of joke and say, well, it'll be clear by 5 p.m. on a Monday, no matter what. <laughs> well, we've learned that, right? We've, we've had that one day where everybody drove home and then it, like, cleared up and it was, like, one of the best days of yeah. golf. I also, speaking of the best days of golf, I also think part of my favorite um memories of the d-bag on the monday nights is the adventure golf afterwards where you just yeah let's go hit to the seventh hole from here that's like the week that everyone does it that's always my uh i always enjoy that part
1: so my buddy joe and and who caddied for me last night texted me this morning he said you were even you were even par through six but you went double you went double (laughs) bogey double on the last three holes we played after the
3: air was that, out of the balloon you yeah. probably st- submitted that score too to, to yeah, music, so.
0: I, yeah I we should. should make sure we should, put that up for your, for your first round uh, handicap mixture yeah
3: yep. well congrats Pat
1: so thank you I'm, I'm, I'm convinced now that any long putt if I feel like I made a reasonable stroke I'm just gonna start walking it down like Kevin Na because that's what I did last night. I was like, even if it just isn't the hula hoop, I'm gonna feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. I Took the hat off. Took the pressure off. Got the, the total total uh, signature moment there with nice. the hat off.
0: Uh, the twenty the twenty twenty D bag champion moment. That's pretty. That was pretty fun. All
1: right. I felt like the other. I mean, this has been the best. This has been the best year from in my in my opinion of the of the whole league. I think we had a lot of participation. participation. Great participation, not a lot of flakiness. You know, Mike Ash only showed up like one round. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out Rick Renner only showed up like one
0: round too. That's
1: true. Yeah, the Rick Renner (laughs) sighting. That's usually John. The other one is John Gatsloff. That's like a he's 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 like a regular sub that didn't show up at all this year.
0: Yeah, Sadie Um, Sadie Sadie was on our team technically. Never showed up once.
1: Yeah um the podcast i thought was has been a great addition it kind of like it basically culminates all the conversations that are happening on the patio after golf just brings it into a tight package yep 30 minutes of love uh well-hosted d-bag tightly contested finals uh shout out to tom rooney my uh, new addition brother-in-law who moved from chicago I thought he put together a very stellar walk-up package, and we had some pretty good we had some pretty good tunes going there for the yeah for the vibe. Has it
0: been confirmed? Did he move here just for Gentlemen's League, or was it was there other reasons in play?
1: Uh, well, EcoLab offered my sister-in-law a job, and when they were putting the package together, that, that definitely was included.
0: <laughs> One uh, entry. Hard to turn it down? <laughs> One I mean, it's an half. exclusive.
3: I mean, the wait list is like what 10 12 years long to get in so
1: ryan carter is a former professional athlete lives on the golf course and he can't yeah he only got into bible study <laughs>
3: <laughs> well that's your first that's the first step though yeah. then you guys start smoking cigars <laughs> and then that's your segue yeah yep
0: yep all right, well that wraps up the D bag conversation here, boys. Sammy C, let's go. Uh, let's get to your questions. We actually get to have you offer up the questions this week.
3: Yeah, fizzle, welcome yeah. back. We thought fizzle, we lost you for the year.
0: Feels a little weird. Yeah,
2: it's, for for a lot of my life, or a lot of my twenties, really, I've had a lot of freedom, and it's crazy what getting a puppy and buying a house uh, do to your schedule. Um, so I apologize; have not been present at the pot for the last few weeks, and it's good to be back. Um, so let's start with, obviously we'll keep it uh, related to the D-bag last night, Pat's chip. Pat's chip and was basically golf's equivalent of a buzzer beater. Uh, where does that chip last night compare to Stefan Diggs' Minneapolis miracle or Adam Vinatieri's winning kick or some of the other all-time great game winners? I'll
3: flip a coin and it doesn't matter yeah. to me.
0: I mean, I think Minneapolis Miracle is still the best. I'd put it oh. between Minneapolis Miracle and Christian Leitner's turnaround jumper for NCAA. Oh. Somewhere in between there, which is like, you know, one to 50.
3: I <laughs> did even put it in front of um, you guys might be too young for sitting the, down uh, 3 tomorrow
0: night. What's that, Pat? Well, Kirby Puckett. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. Yeah, the Kirby oh, Puckett to
1: take the game seven.
0: That, that one rings pretty hot I forgot of, in my head. I forgot about Blake Hoff-Aber Yeah, sitting yeah. on his butt making that three pointer. that State high school Minneapolis yeah. basketball or something. That was unbelievable. Yeah. What what would you guys this
2: is like question B right here, one B. What do you think is the best golf, like walk-off shot or putt? Like Phil's putt uh at the Masters in I think 04, like that's iconic. Like mm-hmm. has there been just an absolute like out of nowhere shot that just
0: ended the tournament, like on eighteen? There's been a couple of them. There's been uh, it's dates myself and probably my golf nerdness, but Craig Perry won the, <laughs> the tournament at Doral. Oh, CP? Back, back then it was like the Johnny Walker classic. Craig Perry, who looks a lot like myself, body type-wise, <laughs> um, <laughs> and a playoff hits a six-iron. An athlete. The, yeah, <laughs> some would call it an athlete, Pat. Rock. Some, some would call it other things. Um, hit like 180 yards, six irons, blink, right in, just walks off, wins a tournament. Um I, I mean I put Payne Stewart's putt up there in the nineteen is it ninety nine US Open. Yeah, ninety nine. I mean that was pretty impressive. Uh, it's at a walk off this is this is this is
1: recent, but I don't think it's even that and it's not that significant. But do you remember the players championship at TPC where Bowler Ricky and Sergio they went and they Yeah, and they just, had that shoot basically that shootout on from 17. 17 over yeah, yeah. and over he again. You just kept yep. throwing darts. That was impressive to me. Yeah, well, I like
3: that one. But it, this is—I was just going to mention—it's not, it wasn't a walk-off by any means. But I mean, it's pretty obvious. But I told Ali it's maybe the greatest sports moment in our lives when last year, when Tiger—or well, yeah, that was last year. Now it wasn't a walk-off, but Tiger That was the greatest moment in golf history.
2: Well- that actually just reminded me, uh, the 2008 U.S. Open, Tiger won on the broken leg, mm-hmm. I think against Rocco, and wasn't that a, or was that putt to get into, like, the playoff, or was that to yeah. win it? I, that I putt forget. was to get
0: into the playoff, okay, next yeah. eight, next 18-hole day playoff, when right. they ended oh, up tying gosh. again over that, so Monday they played 18 holes, they tied again, and they ended up going to, like, two extra holes on that Monday, so... All right. your,
2: your chipping was right up there with
0: all that.
1: Right <laughs> behind, yeah. Oh,
3: for,
2: for, for me, a, it was
1: top. But I, I would, I can understand if you guys
3: ahead of Tiger, behind up. Minneapolis Miracle. It was
0: the top top five hundred <laughs> top five hundred walk off moments ever for sure.
3: In Joe yeah, Mike Hill's history.
0: <laughs> all
2: right. Question number two: uh, COVID related. Now that masks are mandatory in Minnesota, how many masks do you guys own, and what's your preferred style of mask?
3: <laughs> huh. um, I
0: own. I own three. Shout out Wilson Tool. Provided a couple to each employee, and I bought one from uh, the Minnesotan in downtown White Bear Lake. They got a nice looking one. Um. Yeah. I.
3: I I'm not getting. We probably own thirty. I have <laughs> my mother in law, Andy's mom, m- brings us a new one every single day.
0: Not just one. <laughs>
3: Right, and and, and my grandma knit some like crazy as well. So, and then like Andy, I, I um, were required to wear them at work while we worked for a while. So, it happened to that too. So I have so many.
0: Patrick, uh,
1: I have I think I have four. Um, I have two go tos, and then I took an old Linksl shirt that I like pitted out and cut off the salvageable fabric and tried to make my own and it's uh it's my backup it stays in the car in case because there's nothing worse than when you're like I got to go get you know uh, a carton of milk and then you get to the store and you realize you don't have a mask and you can't go
0: in
1: you have to drive back so i have one that just stays in the car for that
3: think about i mean this is not calculated, but like 10 years ago or 10 years from now looking back or looking towards this year it is not going to make sense in the history books.
0: Yeah, it's going to be weird.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you had to yeah, wear – your biggest worry was, did I remember my mask when I was going to the grocery store or going to the golf course?
0: Yeah. Right, you should, I, wrote, I you should have wrote COVID-19 on the golf ball you signed for the trophy case. Just so, <laughs> It's like a time capsule. All right. All right, next one, Sam. Question number three.
2: It's been a grueling season, guys. Not a lot of freedom or time with the family over the course of the summer. The practice and dietary restrictions, I'm sure, were tough for you all. But now that it's all over, what are your guys' off-season plans? And do you have any goals or um, schemes for next year's team?
3: Uh, I, yeah, I've caught every single one of my teammates. in We <laughs> tryouts next year. And we're all getting on the Bryson DeChambeau diet <laughs> requirement. You must gain forty pounds, no matter if you weigh three hundred already or one hundred and thirty.
1: One of my favorite things about Gentleman's League because it ends so early in the golf season is like there is an element that feels like, oh shoot, league's over. But then it's like, man, some of the best golf of the year is coming up in mm-hmm. terms of like course conditions. Uh, Weather. Your game kind of peaks. Your game kind of peaks towards the end of gentlemen's league, and now you can go out and shoot your rounds, the best rounds of your your year, Mm -hmm. unless you're Andy Paulson. You peaked a couple weeks ago.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I think uh, it's it's like a mental thing of like, oh, summer must be over since league's over, but it's really not. I think I agree. I think some of the best golfing weather and golf course conditions are in the next couple months. So. Maybe a maybe a a, a hint that we should get a, a Saturday round of golf or whatever going with. The, yeah, I don't. The Most years
1: by the end of the season, I kind of get I get a little exhausted uh, coordinating, um, like wrangling like coordinating the cats. Yeah, this year I don't, so I definitely would like to pick out a couple weekends and like just kind of have an open game, like a two man best ball match. Or something I really like that, that one, I think it's fun to kind of keep the team element going.
3: That one year when. We all went to, uh, up to Turtle Lake and did like that mock Ryder Cup. That was a lot of fun. I don't, I think yeah. Andy, I don't know if you coordinated that, but.
0: Yeah, that was the Wilson Family Ryder Cup. That was the, like the uh, the every year type of thing. But that obviously fizzled out after yeah. one year.
3: <laughs> but something like that for, uh, like even some of the guys and the gentleman's league would be fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You would just get out and play one round, you know, Keller or Oakland or whatever, um. My plans for my golf physique are going to be the exact same. I'm not going to do much. I'm going to enjoy Coors Light. Um, I'm going to do a lot more ice fishing this winter. That's my goal. And that should help my golf game for next year. So
3: Strengthen that right arm.
0: That's my plan.
2: (laughs) What about uh, for for me when this season ends and we, we kept it up last night. And this isn't for everyone in the league but our our fantasy football league we always draw the draft order and that for me is a really nice segue from the golf season into fall and mm-hmm. just looking towards some good fall golf but also like playing maybe in the morning and then getting home and watching football for the rest of the day on a sunday mm-hmm. i
1: love nice. i love that transition I think you have a new you have a new house and a new job and a new dog
0: so yeah, Golf has gone be, good luck yeah. with that, buddy. Dang
3: it. <laughs> well, and there will be no football to watch anyway, so.
2: Well. Too soon, Sam. All right. That's all my questions.
3: I, so I have a question, maybe if it's for the whole group or just Pat, but obviously we joke around about rule changes throughout the year. Do you see – are you going to um, be proactive – instead of reactive, um, with any rules for the upcoming year at this point in time, oh, rule wow. changes? Every
1: year I try to, I try to take, uh, anything that we, cause it's always harder to like resurrect it in March. So I usually put notes into my bylaws, uh, this time of the year. And to be honest with you, I don't have any changes that I want to make. Like last year we made the change of, uh, draft the draft or drafting Mm -hmm. your opponents in playoffs Mm -hmm.
3: that was a cool wrinkle Uh, we also
1: put we also put in nobody reads these bylaws but we did put in like a rule that basically come playoffs your subs had to be kind of like a on the named list which kind of was also modified because of COVID that we just wanted to kind of like shut down the rosters and not just have uh anybody come (laughs) so we wanted I, to keep it to I our mean, 40 or 60 person bubble of golfers <laughs> i mean i don't mind that it's like 60 people to field uh to field 32 but it's more so when it's like all of a sudden somebody's rolling in the parking lot and they're like calling their doctors dog groomers you know orthopedists, and you're like whoa who is this guy and like oh you're gonna tell me this handicap is a yeah, a, is about a bogey golfer, and you just like I don't, know. I don't. I think I'd way, rather I think the way you did it like this year worked portal. out well. Yeah, I think I, I think I with with or without COVID, I really liked having the rosters submitted mm-hmm. by midday because the, I liked the live scoring. I, I, yeah, I that was, figured that out really how cool. to actually toggle between and kind of pick, pick, like actually figure out the match where we we're going. The first couple of weeks, I felt like I was scoring it blind, but the anticip- I like
0: the
3: anticipation for two p.m. on a Monday was off the charts.
0: That did work out pretty well for, especially for COVID times.
1: I also felt like the text. I, I, as the commish, I appreciated being able to text everybody, because that got better responses than the emails for sure.
3: So one thing, only thing I was going to say, maybe sorry, maybe it's already done this way, but are you going to take the analytical data from this year or this year and previous years and adjust whole handicaps, or are they already set that way?
1: I think last time I was on the pod, we talked about this. I did review did it you? one time and the, the, uh, the whole handicaps match up with the kind of plus or minus to par on the scores. Like, I think I, yeah. So I have no intention of uh, changing that. Uh, I think so, Pat, maybe going forward, I don't know about the half handicap. That's, that's the only thing I think like, do we, did the half handicap add anything?
3: It was only one week. It's hard to tell. I guess it was a couple of weeks, but my only, my only recommend, my only proposal is to uh, lessen the weight, the difference of weight, uh, handicap weight between the front and the back end a little bit, but
1: yeah. Yeah. And that one kind of caught me off guard because it was a world handicap change sure. that the, the USGA made and it. I didn't even know that it was going to impact how our handicaps went. So I don't, I don't even know how to massage it in a way that would benefit. Sure. So I'll Think about that a lot. The hardest, I
3: the hardest the hole, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious. There's more like three options. Any guesses? Two. It was two with an average stroke or stroke average of 1.22 over par. 4.22. That
0: is a par four. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there was, but it's the, uh, what is it, the second second handicap hole on the course?
0: I don't, yeah. I don't remember. I
1: so. I think number
3: I think 14, five, technically- yeah, five was five number two, two at 4.20, so very close. Um, and yeah. then hole 14 was uh, 1.11 over par. There was remember we talked about this. In- there was a birdie made in every single hole this year. Wow,
0: that's
3: impressive. And guess who had the only eagle of the year? One eagle this whole year. Sam Mackles. No, it's going to kill. It's going to kill you guys.
0: KJ, who, who would welled the most
3: about getting Jordan Hagel. Hagel? Jordan Hagel made eagle on eleven, like, like maybe like the first week to be honest. Wow. No one else made it. There's, I mean, there's always usually an eagle or two on the whole eleven. I feel like
0: Man, only one person that made it. That's pretty impressive.
3: Twenty four birdies in oh. hole eleven. No, no other hole had more than nine. <laughs>
2: That's about right.
3: There was, there was a. There was a there was 1100 bogeys. I think Jordan Ashwood about 1200 <laughs> of them.
1: I had a good portion of those.
3: 157 <laughs> others, which is three plus three or more.
0: Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Wow.
3: There was almost. I mean, there was 950 pars, 1150 bogeys. So pretty uh, almost even there. It's interesting. Well, uh... one eagle
0: good pod tonight guys we'll uh we'll wrap it up here Wait. since uh since Wait, anchor, I got anchor only gives us 60 minutes and we're we're about four minutes short of it here so we'll do a little wrap up <laughs> oh, let, let me ask
2: one parting question for commissioner here because it sounds like he doesn't have any plans to make changes are you concerned all that with approach with luke carlson as your running <laughs> opponent running on eight and nine <laughs>
3: When does the campaign start?
1: Yeah, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned with that. He wants to make the front nine and eight-hole course. I think is what I hear.
3: Oh,
0: <laughs> that's all he has to run on. Where uh, he's going to struggle with every saying. All right, <laughs> that's a great way to wrap up the uh, season podcast right there. All right, so we'll uh, we'll call that a season, boys. So. Uh, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll try. When will to we be back, Andy? Uh, we'll try to get together here this fall. I think uh, maybe uh, sometime in October. I'd love to do like a pre-masters uh, gentlemen's league podcast for sure to mm-hmm. check in with you guys and see how you're doing. And
1: the other that timing would be good too because uh, it would be it'd be interesting to like release the schedule or talk through a few dates and things like that. Because every year about masters, I kind of go through this work of like trying yeah. to create the schedule, which isn't like not rocket science but do we play the fourth of july we mm. all those types
0: of i'm talking like masters november i mean we're gonna have two masters in less oh, than right. six months we're wow that. amazing that's exciting so i've already yeah. had plans to, to do a, a podcast from the ice house this winter i thought that'd be kind of fun i'm sure there'll be opportune times to to get together and hopefully in person to uh, make a podcast so
3: Use uh, use use code bag league for twenty-five percent off Swannies.co. It's still active. Mm-hmm. I know Chad it's Berger was active. eyeing up my sweatshirt last night. So <laughs> Chad, this is for you. Can
1: we get those can we get those uh, shorts that you wear with the bag? Yeah, the bag you can. 20, They're or?
3: on there. I wear those most I like most every week. Shorts. They're very nice. I
0: literally wear those every day. Um, yeah, I forgot about that actually. Swannies.co that some people were looking. Swannies.co twenty-five percent off bag league. Thanks for we are ex- sponsoring the pod this year. Sponsors that. Yep. Sponsors we are
3: people. accepting additional sponsorships too. So keep sending them in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're a <laughs> your company or anyone that you know, might be wanting to sponsor a, you know, 45 person listening uh, podcast. Uh, let me let we we know. know. <laughs> yeah, we know some people. That's exactly the target market that most big companies want to go for, for sure. All right. Thanks, Kamish, for uh, for joining us. Uh, Thank you guys for check. putting on the podcast. Good this season, boys. Good season, boys. We'll uh, we'll speak soon. Cheers. Cheers.